you were buzzed on bourbon and high on life. It was uh, it was wonderful <laughs> to see. Whiskey, whiskey. Well, I'm really like I'm. This is this is exciting for me because I'm. I really do want to live through Eric's experience in Kentucky oh this year because we were so having fun. total FOMO, watching everyone there online, and we were you know stuck here. Yeah, yes. not in, in Kentucky. It was a fun time. It was a great week. Probably the most fun I've had this entire time I've been going. So, you know, glad Damn I could it, help Eric, out you here. didn't have to be. You didn't have to be that excited about it. Oh, you're supposed to say yeah, last was, year was was best. When, yeah, when you're gonna you guys, say last. Yeah, when you guys were there, it was the best. Okay, let's try this again. So, <laughs> no, three, two, one, go. No, uh, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. I, I, um, you know, thanks for sending us the uh, uh, sort of interesting itinerary ahead of time it looked like there was like a thousand different things to do every day oh my god there were so many things to do i mean they've expanded the number of events um that they had there that were official and of course i went to absolutely none of them because well i didn't have enough money to attend all of them and some (laughs) of them i'm just not fancy enough to attend because you know when they say cocktail attire and then they have another one that says black tie oh boy and i say I don't do either of those two things. I write about bourbon, for goodness sake. And <laughs> that's not, that's not, not me. Well, no let's bourbon. take, let's take a step back. Let's, um, so we're talking about the Kentucky Bourbon Festival. And it's, it's a, September, the whole month of September is Bourbon Month in Kentucky. But there's, uh, there's. Uh, Just in Kentucky, Mark? Well, everywhere in the world. But Kentucky Thank celebrates you. it, you know, the right way. Yeah, the, Kentucky <laughs> celebrates it by making it official. The rest of us just try to, try to live through that. That's right. Exactly. And, and then what they do, and in, in, uh, in primarily around Bardstown, Kentucky, is they open up the um, – the whole, the whole town is open up to Bourbon Week where there's, you know, uh, there's events with music, with jazz music. There's events where you sample whiskey. There's events where you dance. There's apparently black tie optional events. I had no idea. Um, and so this, this is, a, this is a, it's a big deal. Jamie and I were, went for uh, the 2015 uh, year there, and, and you couldn't go wrong. Like everything was – Pretty, pretty great, and apparently it was even better this year. So, Eric, let's start us off. What did we miss? Tell us, tell us what we missed. I got to spend a little bit more time with the people who, who are there uh, this time, as opposed to just going to events and things like that. We went to the Barton Distillery on two, on Wednesday morning, and they asked us, "Did you go to our 1792 Flights of Bourbon event last night?" And mm-hmm. I said, "No, because I had no idea that it existed." <laughs> and uh, so, you know, it was things like that that were kind of happening mm-hmm. all along. You have to buy your tickets a lot of times so far in advance mm-hmm. that when, I hate to say it, but they were kind of, sounds like they had a changeover in leadership and maybe in that things got dropped or something. I don't know. I don't want to c- cast stones at them or anything like that. But it was a, uh, there were certain events that I had no idea that were going on until I was there. And at that point, I already had my budget done. And right. most of it was for bringing right. home whiskey. Um, so, so like the 1792 flights of bourbon that happened on, on Tuesday, um, the all-star sampler, I go to that every year. You guys were at that last year. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that's always a lot of fun. You get to try sometimes some, some, some new things that, that people haven't had out yet. Um, like this year I got to try the, uh, old Forester, um, 1920 prohibition style, um, as part of their whiskey row, um, series. Nice. Nice. It's nice, fantastic. Yeah. Um, it might just be that it was like one of the few things that was new. So it stuck out in my brain instead of just like, oh, look, more Knob Creek or something like that. <laughs> right. Um, which is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. But uh, it's nice to see something new as well. Um, so 
that was fun. Um, we uh, went on Thursday to a kind of secret event. Uh, yeah, it's not really secret. It's it's, but you got to be a member of the Mellow Moments Club for Four Roses to to do this, which is their fan club. I've been a member of that fan club since before I started writing things, and it's kind of nice because it's just a bunch of people who love Four Roses, and uh, they just. They have events for them, and and in this case, it was a sneak peek of the the new limited edition small batch. Oh, nice! Um, right, that was coming out. So so that was kind of nice. Um, and I did that Tuesday, uh, Thursday, and then ended up doing um, covering a an event for the blog, the the Luxco uh, Distillery naming and logo unveiling at. Uh, at a new distillery that, that they are doing in Barstown. To this point, they've been a non-distiller producer, um, and they sourced all of their whiskey, and now they're realizing that they need to do it themselves. Um, so oh. I, didn't, I didn't get to do anything of that was part of the, the actual festival on, on Thursday, but man, did I have fun doing what I did. Well, I mean, I guess it's a great point, because you have, oh, it's a full, the town is full of, bourbon fans and there's just exactly. always something going around even if it's not part of the official festival you're going to see and be able to experience things for sure because um, they have they have things going on all week and some you know it kind of starts slow like monday they just have where they make hot air balloons glow with fire at night <laughs> <laughs> and i'm sure that's really cool but you know i sat at my campground instead and decided that it would be a lot more fun to to you know grill out something have a fire and drink some whiskey Wow. Um, you know, yeah. so, yeah, so it's, it's things like that, that, that you, you part of, it's part vacation is part, I don't want to call it work because good Lord, that's just silly talk, but it's part, <laughs> it's part, uh, you know, gathering information, gathering stuff like that. And it's part, most, the biggest part is just being around people and having fun with them. And mm-hmm. that was, that's always so much fun. That's the biggest part of it. Yeah. I, 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 I think you're you sort of like hit the nail on the head for for this because you know you could get you could really over schedule yourself and oh, and yeah. make it a total unpleasant like you know I, I can only stay here for you know x amount of time and i got to run off to here and here and here but right. um you know that's not that's not the point the point is to go do the stuff that you you know want to and exactly. yeah and hang out and hang out with your whiskey friends exactly i mean it was, it was so cool. Um, Friday night, I was having some, some dinner with, with, with a friend of mine. Um, he happens to be a small distiller in Kentucky, that, and we've been friends now going back since about the time he, uh, they, they started their business. And every year we try to meet up and, 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 and hang out a little bit. And this time we actually decided we were going to do that outside of the events, which helps us all. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And... Uh, we went out, we had supper, and, and then, you know, the rest of the night was just head down to the Spirits Garden, which, if you weren't aware, um, most places, like where I grew up, uh, a small town festival, like, like what this actually is, would have a beer garden or something like that, where you could go in and, and have a beer and you can't take it out and stuff like that. Well, being in Kentucky, they have a Spirits Garden. So, <laughs> and, that, and even that is kind of a... a, 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 a extra broad um, name, it's, it's a bourbon garden, you know, <laughs> right. to be honest. Right. You, you right. walk in, yep. they, 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 you have your pin, they, they put a little thing on your arm, you walk in, you buy bourbon, and, and you can go ahead and, uh, and, and wander around inside that little area. But 
we were there with with our with with our friends, and we just hung out there and just talked all night. Which that was that was Perfect. the best. Oh, yes, yeah, that Good was times. the best thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what it's all about, really. At the end of the day, it's uh, you know we're all whiskey friends, you know, sort of because what we like to do is get together and drink whiskey and talk. Exactly. Uh, so that's yeah. and and that's that's really what 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 any type of uh, of gathering of friends should be. Just just yeah. have a good conversation and don't uh, don't try to overthink things too much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was the uh, star for the uh, All Star Sampler like? That they uh, was there a presentation given today uh, last this year rather? Was there uh, an award given or uh, anything of that sort? Uh, at the event, no, not really. Um, I know uh, last year. I think it was last year. Yeah, last year they 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 had brought up. Um, they had done something because Jim Rutledge at Four Roses was retiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There, there wasn't really anything that that, that monumental happening this time. Um, Jimmy Russell at Wild Turkey had received a Lifetime Achievement Award, I think it was, from the uh, mm-hmm. um, Kentucky Bourbon Hall of Fame the night before, mm-hmm. um, oh. and so he was he was signing some autographs and stuff. But it wasn't really a presentation as as such. Yeah. I was going to ask if my boyfriend Jimmy Russell was there. <laughs> oh, see, he's your boyfriend. My yeah. wife says that that he's her grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> That makes us weirdly almost related. <laughs> oh, he's so sweet. Yeah, he's, um, a, he's he's a he's a really cool dude, and isn't and he just the best? Just, yeah, just hanging out with him and, and hearing some of the stories. Oh my um, gosh! And and it doesn't even you know it doesn't even matter if if you were you know at an event like that or just happened upon him at the distillery while visiting mm-hmm. the gift shop or something. I mean, he'll mm-hmm. just sit there and talk with you forever. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I've happened upon him a couple times and uh, and seen him at the events. But also, like, again, it's the same thing. Like, I remember the first time uh, I ever met him, we got into a huge conversation about um, country ham. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Talked a lot about ham. Exactly. We had a lot of opinions about ham. And yeah. yeah, it was just, it was great. And it was, it was so cool. But it was, I, I did take a moment where I was like, <gasps> Oh my God, that's Jimmy Russell! Uh-huh. And then I walked over, and it was just like we had, you know, he just started chatting. Yeah, as if, as if you were his best friend that that, yeah. that he had just never met before. Yeah, and and I yeah. absolutely love that about him. I mean, so yeah. so that's that's always cool, and it was cool to see him get to get a little extra recognition. Oh yeah, uh, so. yeah, he's a rock star. Oh heck yeah. <laughs> I think I don't think I've ever seen Jamie as happy as that that event last year, where all all the rock stars of Bourbon were there, and Jamie's just oh, boom, yeah. boom, 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 photo, 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 chat, chat, around. chat. You, you really were. Uh-huh. Um, I really, yeah. You, you, it's... you were buzzed on Bourbon and high on life. It was uh, it was wonderful <laughs> to see. Yeah, and and you know, I think I think after a couple of times of going, you you kind of I don't want to say that that wears off because there's still always a hey look, there's Chris Morris at. Uh, Right. The Woodford Reserve, or oh my, that's uh, Fred No over at, at Jim Beam. But you know, at the same time, it you get at least for me, it's gotten to the point where I always find somebody there that is just like my best friend that I never met before. Hmm. Um, Amazing. And that's that's somebody that's that's the coolest part of going to that event because everybody's had a little bit of a bourbon and hmm. everyone's a little bit loose and they're. Everyone is so friendly that, like, like this year, it was it was actually a Canadian that I that I was meeting up with over and oh. over again. It seemed like friend of yours. You guys introduced me last year to him. Oh, Mr. Matt Jones. Yes. Matt. 
that. Oh, yay. Yeah, that's I, so I, nice. He didn't remember who I was, but that's okay because, you know, I don't sometimes either. But uh, <laughs> I went to... But the uh, second time you met him, he was your best friend, I'm sure. Exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. So... It, it, it was it was a very nice nice time and it was nice meeting him again and uh, I introduced him to uh, to a a smoked bourbon that a friend of mine makes and he seemed Ooh. to enjoy that and want to share it with people so so hopefully Excellent. he uh, he enjoyed it as much as I did. Aww. Excellent. And uh, I see here on your uh, on your timeline that you uh, went to the Silver Dollar a couple times, which is oh, a I spot love that we that love. Bar. I, I love that bar. There is nothing better. I mean, I have not met another place while I've been there that has such consistently good house-picked barrels of bourbon uh, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. they have there. And then you match that with, like, some brisket and some macaroni and cheese, and it's just this wonderful, overflowing, like, ah, of flavor. (laughs) There's not even words for it. You just have to make a weird guttural moan. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah, I would would have eaten there every night if I could, but Mm -hmm. uh, as it was, I had other things to do. (laughs) Couple, Couple things here and there. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no. So that's that's on the 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 list then. So if we if we yeah. were to give uh, you know people out there uh, hot tips about you know showing up at Bourbon Week uh, next year, yes, Silver Dollar oh. would be Silver Dollar on the Louisville list. is for sure on the list. It is on the list every time I go to Kentucky. Um, I even if I'm not making it to Louisville, I have to figure out a way to make it to Louisville and right. go to the Silver Dollar. All right, so, and and the that's good. and uh, I can't remember which dish is. There's the one that's really ridiculously spicy dish. I think it's the um, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but anything that's spicy on the menu, it's it's actually spicy. Because sometimes like you know you go somewhere, and it's like oh this isn't right. really spicy. No no no. When they say spicy, it is. No people were suffering. I, I was during suffering. They were, yeah, you were suffering. Yeah, I, it's it's one of those things that that living in Minnesota, um, there is a certain you have to ask the question on the menus here. Is it really spicy or is it Minnesota spicy? Right. Um, because Minnesota right. spicy is not even going to, if you like spicy food, you're going to not even notice it. It's like probably they put some black pepper on it or something. Um, right. Yeah. But uh, so, so yeah, they, there's definitely, definitely spicy down there. I, I think that I was one of those, uh, those idiots that was like, assuming the same thing you, you did. I was like, oh, Kentucky, I don't know if they, how, how spicy is spicy. Cause I've had, you know, I've gone to other places and spicy wasn't that. So I'm like, is it really spicy? Cause I, I need, I really like spice. And they're like, okay, no, this really is. And then they brought it to me and I'm like, I couldn't finish it. You I were just, sweating. I was sweating. I could not finish oh, it. Um, I love that feeling though. That's, you don't want to drink whiskey afterwards necessarily, but no, it I hurts. Asked, yes, exactly. It I mean, hurts. you, you, it, all those 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 pain receptors in your mouth that that just got assaulted. You, you put whiskey in afterwards, and it just opens them all right back up again. Oh, just, oh, hurts. oh, yeah, it's no fun. Um, that's why I stick with uh, like with the brisket because it's nice and smoky. Or I stick with the. Uh, um, I stick with the, the mac and cheese because it's creamy and rich, and the whiskey just kind of cuts right through it. Where do you stay? Because, oh uh, I mean, I, most of the mm-hmm. events are in Bartstown, which is, what, about right. 45 minutes away out of uh, Louisville, right? Give or take an hour? I guess an hour. Yeah, somewhere in there. Yeah. Um, and um, so we've, we've stayed in stay. Louisville every time, but uh, sure. But the drive back and forth can be, you know, can oh, be a sure. little out there, yeah. Yeah. I, well, I like to, to split my time when I go between Louisville and Bardstown. Um so I stay about halfway in between in Shepherdsville. Okay, um, nice. And and I I almost always 
end up staying. There's a KOA there. Um, and they have cabins and things like that. Or I bring my camper down or depending on how, you know, what the cost of gas is. And uh, so, so that's where I end up staying a lot of times because I like staying there because, heck, it, it's a campground, so it's pretty chill. Um, and nobody looks at you twice for it being three o'clock in the afternoon and you're having a beer. Um, <laughs> but uh, also because it's cheap and it's about halfway in between. So, and all of those things are, are very important to me. Um, yeah, so. makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, no, we, uh, I mean, and that, that's, I guess, the best part. You can get to go anywhere you want. Awesome, that's awesome. That's right. That's right. And, and it's, I mean, the only things that end up being a little distance away are the ones over at Four Roses or Woodford or, or things like that. Yeah, Buffalo uh, Trace. Maker's Mark, yeah. Buffalo Trace. But those are mm-hmm. far away from Louisville, too. So, And they're kind of far away from Bardstown, for that matter. I love that some of these events were uh, cost four hundred dollars a person to attend. That's right. amazing. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. It's the, the the VIP loft is just nuts. Um, I was talking to, like I said, I have a, a buddy who's a, who's a distiller, and uh, he was staying with with one of his friends who's also a distiller, and they were talking. Well, should we go to that? And I just looked at him and said, "Well, have fun, guys." He's like, <laughs> they're like, "Yeah, why?" I said, well, for me, it costs $400 for the ticket for the week. And for you, you're the reason that it costs me that much because you're the entertainment. Because the, one of the draws is you get to go and hang out with distillers. Right. 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 So, <laughs> yay me. I got to do that for free. Well, I think that's, exactly. that's a great point. I mean, I think, that's, uh, like, I, I think that's what I love about the festival is it is down to earth. You will meet people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have to spend a $400 to meet somebody. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think the all-star sampler is a must that that's the one event you oh, are going to yeah. meet, uh, many of the master distillers and, um, yeah. and you're going to just, you know, I mean like, you know, drink wise, there may not necessarily be unique products there per se, but the experience, but there will be some and then, exactly. and then the experience of meeting, uh, and having conversations. Um, you know, I, that event starts off as a rush and then, you know, within an hour and a half, you've got time to chat and, and, and all exactly. that kind of stuff. So it's a yep. wonderful event to go to. Um, what would be the other highlight event that you would recommend uh, attending? I always, always, always go to the uh, Master Distillers auction. Um, and this is free. Well, unless you buy something. And <laughs> then it could cost you many thousands of dollars. Um, but I love, not only, it, it's, it's, it's located in the Oscar Getz Whiskey Museum. It is the only source of funding that they have um, every year. Is they oh, wow. have this auction. Um, it's, it's probably, as far as you know, whiskey is concerned, one of the easiest fundraisers there is because they just call up um, the distillers and say, hey, is there anything you can donate for us to sell? And they will send spirits, rare spirits, things that have, um, you know, that are limited edition. You know, it's always sponsored by, by the Van Winkle family. So there's always every level of Pappy um, <laughs> out there. Amazing. Um, it has, and most, and every bottle is signed. Um, so if you get a bottle of Pappy from that, you're getting a, an autograph bottle, in fact. Um, but, uh, but it's auctioned you, off, so you're paying some money, right. money, money. Oh, you are. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and that's why I like going. I mean, occasionally I'll bid on something that, like last year I came away with two or three things. Everything was about 100 bucks each. I normally bid on things because it's, it's the stuff like the Pappy, but it's also like just a you know, signed bottle of uh, 1792, which is tasty in and of itself. But if everyone's looking at the Pappy and no one's looking at the 1792, you could probably get it for about retail. Right. And then you've also <laughs> just gone ahead and given a given a little a little donation to the museum, which is nice as well. Yeah. Um, so so 
I, I would do stuff like that, or you know, they have some of the. They almost always have a, a uh, prescription from during prohibition for whiskey, um, uh, or two there, and I'll bid on that. And sometimes they're cheap enough that I can actually have a chance, and sometimes they go for five hundred dollars, like they did this year. <laughs> um, but uh, it's it, it, it's cool because there's a lot of like pre-prohibition whiskeys. There's a lot of uh, of of old stuff like that, and then there's all of the stuff that you'd want that's that's out right now, and like. The coolest thing every year that I've been there, the the, the things that raised the most money, um, that went for the highest prices, were all Pappy stuff, uh, which always made me sad when there were mm-hmm. when there were like pre-prohibition whiskeys sitting there. Oh wow! And they went for a lot less. This year it was the the, the oldest Pappy did go for the highest price, but the next two things were, were there was like a, a pre-prohibition Old Crow, and then a rye whiskey that I can't remember the name of. And they each went for seventeen hundred dollars each. So it was nice to see that at least some of those were uh, were uh, going up there because you know there's a slight yes, Pappy is rare, but I would say that that stuff is probably a little bit more rare. Um, how much did the Pappy go for? I think it was twenty twenty one twenty two hundred dollars. Mm. I mean, that's okay. not terrible yeah. uh, considering the market, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's that's just it. And and I'm, I'm guessing that that's one of the reasons why why. Um, People go there to get it because yes, it's it's you can be assured that it's real mm-hmm. and uh, and that sure you can feel like that you're you're doing good for something, um, but yeah, I mean that's a that's a whole lot of money that I uh, I just sit back and make my notes and mm-hmm. don't even think about yep. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. for sure. I that's... mean, it, those things start out of my price range. You know, it's, <laughs> For it's sure. some, some of them happen where, where it gets down and it starts out at like 50 bucks. You're like, yeah, I can afford that. And then other times it's the Pappy and they start at like 500 and you just go, okay, let's, let's just watch <laughs> this happen. Right. Um, speaking of buying bourbon, mm-hmm. what uh, I see here in your notes, you went to Party Source. Mm-hmm. What did you get? Oh, actually, it's a funny thing is I went to Party Source and I came back with stuff that like I just got a lot of cheap things at that point Good. because yeah. because I love the Heaven Hill white label 6-year-old bottled and bond. Yeah. Absolutely mm-hmm. love it. Yeah. yeah it's, and it's, it's like great. And you can only get bucks. it in Kentucky, right? Like that's the only yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's like 10, 12 bucks. Um, and so I just bought like 5 of those. I bought 3 of the green label of the same thing except that it's 90 proof instead of 100 proof. Um, when I went to the party source, that's what I bought. I just loaded up mm-hmm. on cheap, awesome things that I can't get at home. Perfect. Uh, other places that, that, that have a little bit more, uh, you know, one-offs as I'm like, ooh, look at that. That's, that's, a, that's, that's something that's coming home with me. You know, that wasn't the party source. Party source right. was me, me loading up. Right, uh, right, right. Yeah. You know, yep. Filling the trunk with things so that I could drive it home. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So that's another uh, hot tip. So yeah. uh, Silver Dollar, hot, um, Party Source. Party Source um, used to be, to be, to be, to be honest, Party Source mm-hmm. used to be a lot better back when they could, uh, a couple years ago, Kentucky law changed where they couldn't ship out of the state. Um, and so they used to have like everything. Right. And now they're just a really good selection of, of things that uh, that are available in Kentucky and things like that. So it's still a good spot to go, but mm-hmm. it's not what it used to be. Just mm-hmm. FYI to people who mm-hmm. who've heard of it but didn't uh, didn't realize that it had kind of the, the the law did, 
disincentivize them from right. uh, having some of those things. Got it. Now, what about the smaller distilleries? You visited a few of those as well. Mm-hmm. We don't want to. Yes. We don't want to call them craft distilleries. We just want to call them the micro distilleries. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I. Uh, I did. I, I, I went to. Um, I went to two really cool ones um, that I would highly recommend other people go to. Um, one is right in Louisville. It's not even a whiskey distillery. It's a brandy distillery. Um, it's Copper and Kings. And what I saw there was them making absinthe. Actually, they were shut down at that moment in time, but I could smell where they had made the absinthe in the stills because they let me smell the stills because why wouldn't you not want to do that? Exactly. Um, and, uh, and so that was kind of cool. They kind of walked me around it. They have a weird little uh, thing that they do um, that is a, uh, they, they like to play really loud music to the barrels. Um, other places have done this as, as a way of like micro, um, you know, aging things. Yeah. So that they can claim it. But they're, they're still doing it for a, for a regular amount of time. They just also, you know, people driving by think that there's a party going on downstairs. Um, and uh, right, I'll, so, so, it, so I'll just explain to the listeners: it's um, some places will uh, play music, and in some cases, like kind of subsonic sounds, or I don't know what the technical term for that is, but just like very high vibration sounds in hopes of aging the whiskey quicker. Because assuming the vibrations make the oak release more flavor. Yeah, yeah, something along those lines. Something, yeah, you know, it, it in this case they were hoping it would just you know vibrate it a little bit so that. You know, it's kind of like when you when you dunk a tea bag, and uh, and have it kind of release its color a little quicker. Um, so that's that's kind of what their theory is on that. But I don't, and I have no idea whether it works or not. But they they, they like it, so what the heck, right? <laughs> um, and the product that's coming out of that that's coming out of there that I tasted was pretty good. So you know, cool. whatever. Um, the other really 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 cool place that I went to. It's called Glen's, Glen's Creek Distillery, or Distilling, one of the two. Um, and they are housed at the former Old Crow Distillery that had been essentially left in ruins aside from some of the um, warehouses that, that Jim Beam is still using. And they, I don't know if they bought it or what, or, or how they got this, but basically, if it wasn't being used by Beam, they, they bought the rest, it seems like. Hmm. And they're in the process. One of the uh, old uh, brick warehouses is falling down, so they're scrappers and they're doing that. But the rest of it, they're trying to clean up. They're trying to you know make it so that they can do something in this really old historic place. Um, and I just took a ton of photos because it's really interesting to wander through a, uh, a an abandoned place you know you got grass growing up in places that used to be sidewalks and, and you know stuff like that and it's especially when when you as you wander through you notice that before it was abandoned it was upgraded you know it had uh you, you look at some of the some of the control boards and stuff like that and and they're computer controlled um you know i'm sure that they're uh, very old computers at this point because i think it was like in the late 70s early 80s somewhere in there that uh that it was abandoned but still you know they spent the money to upgrade this place you, you look back through some of the uh as you're standing inside some of the buildings and you can still see like shiny metal where it had uh been upgraded you know 30 40 years ago but hadn't actually um been exposed to the elements to to decompose yet mm -hmm. or rust or anything like that 
And it was in some places really, really creepy and in some places really awesome. And I would, I loved every minute of it. Um, and the guys at Glens Creek just kind of took me around. And that was, I believe, probably one of the coolest things. Now, what's cool about Glens Creek is having access to all of these things. Just one day, and this is going off of their story, I haven't fact-checked it at all, but I'll just relate what they told me. Um, one day they were kind of hanging out around some of the uh, old fermentation tanks, and these tanks were sealed. So they went and had the thought, I wonder if there's anything still living in there. Hmm. Um, and most of the guys were like, no, no, it's been too long, there's nothing in there. You know, the, 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 the yeast will have died between then and now, um, even in spore form. And the guy who was in charge said, well, what the heck, we're going to do it anyway. Ended up taking a, a couple of batches of mash and just dumping some in each of them. And one of them started to ferment. Huh. So they were able to then use that to capture the old National Distillers Old Crow yeast. And uh, they are now using that to make one of their products. Um, I believe it's called OCD number five because it was uh, the Old Crow Distillery fermenter number five that they got it in. And uh, the, the product itself is, is still young. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's not, not bad at all for, for a whiskey so young. Um, but uh, yeah, it was, it was, if nothing else, that is a really cool story. And uh, we all know that stories sell whiskey, it seems. But it, <laughs> all right. at least this one seems to be true. Well, we'll need to fact check this one because, you know, the yeast may not have survived. It might have been like foreign yeast from another <laughs> sure. place. But, you know, honestly, it's still kind of a cool story. It's even great. If love it. Is, it. Yeah. Even if it is just the wild yeast that took up residence there. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. No, I love it. Love it. So uh, what are you drinking right now? You, I'm assuming you brought something back and you're uh, enjoying a glass. I did. I have the uh, Old Bardstown uh, Bottled in Bond, produced by Willett Distilleries. Um, and it is the, I believe, first bourbon that was released by Willett that was also distilled by them. Okay. Um, everything else, the, the, the Old Bardstown that they would have had before that, was uh, source stuff. It says right on the top, Old Bar Old Bardstown Estate Bottled. Um, and uh, they, they've done their rye a couple of times as part of their uh, their family estate small batch um, bottling. But this is, I believe, the, the first, first, uh, the first uh, bourbon. And what I really find that is very intriguing about this is that the cost that I paid for it was $23 a bottle. Oh, wow. And... And that's, that's crazy because you look at their rye, um, they've had their two-year and their three-year rye, and it's somewhere between $35 and $45 for a, uh, for a $750. And this, this, is, this is cheap. It's, it's not a, you know, a world beater by any means, but it's also $25. It's really good for $25, which is kind of what I'm looking for most of the time. Yeah, I, I think they released a bourbon previously because we, we had one last year and I think it was a three-year-old but it was part of the family estates and it was like a single barrel offering or something along those could lines. Be. Yeah, um, that could this be is kind of like the, the first large badge. Uh, yeah, one of their... Uh one of one of their brands that they that they had before. That's amazing. Yeah, no, I have yeah. heard really good things about it and, and the fact that it was made a distillery big great sign. Uh in that yeah. Yeah, yeah I I'm I'm enjoying the heck out of it. And uh I just happened to luck into finding that I was talking to uh, to 
a friend of mine at the at the All-Star Sampler who happens to know these things and said, he went in and said, uh, by the way, go to Willett tomorrow. And I said, I'm busy tomorrow. Why? why? He's like, they're going to be releasing their their uh, their bourbon. And Amazing. I went, oh, oh, okay. I will uh, change on, my schedule, sure. On my, <laughs> on my way over to Four Roses, I will swing by there. So I did, yep. and it was well worth it. Yeah. Yeah, when someone gives you a hot tip, mm-hmm. it's good to uh, investigate, at least. I ended up getting bottles number two and three that they had ever sold. Wow. Um, and I opened one of them and drank it, and the other one is going to be opened up and drank very, very soon. Because yeah. that's what I do with bourbon. Yeah, absolutely. What are you drinking, Mark? Um, I am drinking, uh, speaking of Willet, I've uh, Willet, uh, I think it's a, a 12-year-old Willet Family State Reserve uh, bourbon. So one of their single barrel offerings um, that I got last year. It is delicious and uh, single barrel. So it's, it's also cast strength. So just super oaky and very dry towards oh, sure. the finish. Uh, very nutty as well. Um, so all the kind of good stuff that I like. How about yourself? Awesome. I have uh, <laughs> Old Weller Antique 107. <laughs> Nice. I'm really, yeah, I'm really excited. So uh, I haven't seen this at the LCBO, I think, ever in my um, in my travels because it's. I remember we used to get uh, well, or twelve, like sort of. It was always there, no problem. And then you know, as we all know, it's sort of like been dwindling and hard to get a hold of. But uh, yeah, the Ontario liquor stores got a shipment of 107, and uh, I took advantage of that. So. Yeah, and it was it was a race to get some because we we kind of we had a tip it was going to be coming out soon and yeah. then uh, you know somebody on Twitter was like it's out it's out it's out and the computer system the LCBO computer system didn't have it in their system in the afternoon yeah. um, oh and then yeah. when people were coming our, our friends that came by the store were uh, the the people at the LCBO were like how did you even know about this like what what's going on <laughs> and other people showed up and they had the shelf with the name and it was probably you know twelve balls deep and they were all gone. Um, Oh, my goodness. So it gives you an idea of how people were just going nuts over Weller. Yeah. That's absolutely nuts because that is the one Weller that I can still at any time get uh, right here. Um, And and the the interesting thing is is that people have a tendency to to still put up little signs that say limit one just for fear of that um, Mm. here in the Twin Cities. But but other than that, it's, uh, yeah, I can walk into Total Wine and find that uh, almost any time I want. So good. So e- and I'd good forgotten. Thing. I haven't had it in so long. I was like, oh yeah, you again. This is uh-huh. familiar. It's great. It's like, yes. it's perfect. It's a rainy day out. Like it's perfect. It's got like a little bit of heat, and it's just sure. yeah. It's a, a really really easy easy drinking like perfect weeder. Yeah, we are we are big fans of Weller in my house. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. Of course, there there are. Few bourbons that were also that were not you really know, big fans of, but here and there, that, that one, one actually, two. that one actually comes to mind when when people ask me that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it's for sure. And like uh, in those, if you can get it all the time, like one of those like top five should always sort of have mm-hmm. around, always have you know access to. Exactly, I yeah. almost always have have something from Weller stuck in my closet, uh, whether or not it's on the shelf at not or not is, but it's always there if I ever want it. Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, so, uh, well, before we go, we just wanted to uh, ask you a little bit about you, uh, you posted a lovely, um, article about the Old Forester birthday 
bourbon. Yes. Um, and so tell us a little bit about that and and the whole story behind that. And of course, we'll link to uh, we'll link to the article uh, in the show notes and everything. But give us a little uh, a little glimpse of what you're you're talking about there. Uh, as far as the whiskey or the story. The story, the whole story. The story. Yeah. Well, if you want. Uh, no, that's fine. No, okay. this is this is this is this is good stuff. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it's good for everyone to know, actually. The 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 article itself started out as as a uh, a review of Old Forester Birthday Bourbon because it is something that my wife asks for every year because mm-hmm. it is released just about at our birthdays because our birthdays are a couple of days apart. Um, so every year it is, it is released, it is announced just before our birthdays and it's almost always released just after. Um, so that makes it for a long time that made a very easy present. She's like, I want that. Cool. I just go get it. Um, lately these days it's been as with every other limited edition under the sun, it's been a lot harder to find. Right. So like this year I I ended up pulling a few strings. Who knows what I'm going to do in the future. But the, at about that point, I had another thought, and because I sort of write stream of consciousness mm-hmm. when, I, uh, when I write, I, I pivoted. And I was reminded that, that not only is September um, Bourbon Month, but it is also um, Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And that is, is a, a subject that is very near and dear to my wife and I, because she is an ovarian cancer survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, this, let's see, this week, she had, I believe it was Tuesday, um, she had her, or Monday, I can't remember now, um, she had her four and a half year checkup and was still all clear. That means that she has one more checkup with a cancer doctor before she moves on to uh, being handed off to a, a regular, you know, a regular doctor, as it were, um, wow. where they can just kind of monitor things as they go, but right. you don't need to pay the cancer doctor anymore. So that's really, really good news. Yeah. And it got me to thinking. Um, it is so, there is so much, um, and not to take anything away from them, of course, but there is so much pink everywhere at this time of year because breast cancer awareness is October and it kind of spills over the edges and it's the sexy one, you know, it's the one that everyone wants to talk about. Um, they've done a really good job branding themselves and unfortunately, um, other cancers kind of get, you know, fall, Mm -hmm. fall by the wayside a little bit and... So I just kind of thought, this is, I have a little platform. Let's, let's, let's use it to, to bring a little awareness to people. Mm-hmm. So September is Ovarian Cancer Awareness Month. If you see teal around during that month, that's probably why. Obviously, ribbons, colors are shared amongst other things like that. But uh, it, the ovarian cancer is teal. And so it is a, mm-hmm. it's a disease that, is, that afflicts 1 in 75 women in their lifetime. In, in, one in 75 women will have this in their lifetime. And if it's not caught, most of them die within five mm-hmm. years, yeah. um, even after, even after they're, they're treated. And it's, if, you, if you are lucky enough to have it detected early, mm-hmm. you can, you have a much better chance. I mean, if it's detected early, about 94% of, of women who have this survive five years or more. And mm-hmm. if it's not detected early, that's like 44%. Wow. wow. So, and, and, and a lot of times, because the symptoms 
are, are very similar to other things. Having to urinate frequently, mm -hmm. uh, feeling bloated, you know, having stomach pains, you know, these are things that, that are fairly common. And a lot of times doctors have a tendency to just attribute them to more common, you know, right. more common things. Yeah. So what, what I was trying to do with that post basically is just raise awareness, get, you know, read these things. If you're having any of these issues, see your doctor. If your doctor won't listen, find a new doctor. Yeah. Uh, th that, that's one of the benefits of, of you know, we, we may have a very, very broken um, system here in the United States as far as healthcare goes, but mm -hmm. it is uh, one of the things we can do is just kind of go, you know what, I'm going to go over to this guy instead. Yeah. And so, so that, is, that is one of the benefits of our broken system, and that is that's something that I would encourage anybody who's listening to the United States to do. If your doctor's not listening and you know that something's wrong, mm -hmm. just find a doctor that'll listen. Right. Yeah. yeah. And and, and that's basically what that whole post was about is is just trying to raise awareness that that people need to uh, listen to their bodies, um, yeah. and and that it gets real serious, you know, sometimes when you think about that. But it's kind of a serious issue that that nobody wants to talk about because it's you know it's 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 the as I put it in the post, it's girl parts, you know. Right. It's it's yeah. it's where ev everyone get, everyone gets a little squeamish. People, you don't talk yeah, about people that. get a little nervous. <laughs> yeah. You, but you yes. don't want to. You don't want to talk about that in polite society, but right. you know what? It it might be time that maybe maybe sometimes people should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was a uh, it was a great post, and thank you for sharing that with us. And and we'll link to it. And yeah, yeah, really well yeah, done. Yeah, very ha happy, Robin's. Uh, you know that, that's amazing. That oh, she's yeah. thirty years. She's and, doing yeah. great. Yeah, Good. it's uh, yeah, it's it's you know, like I said, we have uh, we have a couple of real special bottles set aside for uh, yeah for five years because that's, yep. that's the milestone okay. yep. um, that, that you shoot for. And, and unfortunately, the, the thing that, that you never think about, and everyone who, who she met um, when she, she, they would ask her, because you know, it's hard to not notice that someone's having chemotherapy with, with right. having no hair and a scarf on their head and looking right. like death. Right. And uh, they would ask her, oh, well, do you mind if I ask what, what, what's wrong? And she'd always say ovarian cancer, and they'd all get this look on their face like, you're too young for that, right. but that's the the reason is is that because those symptoms are are so you know normal I guess mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that people don't notice it until it's too far gone yeah. a lot of times yeah, yeah. and people as y Robin has noticed on you know because she's in forums and boards online right and she's noticed people as young as nine years old who she who she's talked to online and have died from this. Wow, and it is definitely something that that people need to. Uh, it's not an old lady disease like like people always thought. Mm -hmm. Right, right. Wow, wow. Well, thank you for sharing that with us, and we'll definitely, again, like I said, we'll post all the info we can. Mm -hmm. um, but cheers to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, cheers to her. Yeah, she got so lucky on on all accounts, and I detailed all that in the post. It's it's yeah. just one of those things where where you just think to yourself. This is a pretty good day, even though it was a really, really bad day. Right. And, and Robin, Robin is, is so good to you. When you when you go to when we saw you last year, you were uh, having fun drinking, and Robin was being the designated driver during uh -huh. the. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we have. A, we, you take turns. We still, I to, assume, right? Yeah, we try to take turns on that. 
I have a tendency to get talking, and when I get talking, I, I tend to put my arm to my mouth a little bit more <laughs> than I possibly it should. Happens. It happens. Yes. We understand. You're in, the, yes. you're in good company here. You really, mean... That's right. It's a safe space. Uh, and, and, and so, yeah, I mean, there, there are times, even on this last trip, and she'd probably kill me for saying this, but... Uh, but there are times when, when I've had to do the exact same thing for her. So yep. so it works out well for both of us. As long as one of us notices something's going on, yep. the other one can kind of can kind of stop it and go, okay. Perfect. Well, and your, and your exactly website is, you uh, exactly. Your website is bourbonguy.com. And uh, Robin is featured on it quite frequently because you guys do tastings together as well. I mean, oh, yeah. you, you primarily write Robin. the posts, but uh, I know she's uh, working behind the scenes with you as well on, on, That's right. on your whiskey journey. And um, yeah, she, 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 she does half, about half the tasting notes come from her just because um, as we're both kind of working off each other and tasting, tasting things, I'll make notes of, of all the things that are thrown out. Um, and if it's like, oh, well, that's something, yes, you just talked me into that, that goes in there. She's also the proofreader, so, but I, I, I change things afterwards, so if you see mistakes, it's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, she's, she's just as big a part of it as I am. I just happen to be the one who writes the words. Awesome, awesome. Well, Eric, thank you so much for coming on and sharing uh, all your experiences um, on the podcast. Once again, it's bourbonguy.com. Um, I, you know, not only is it a journey of bourbon, but also it's, it's, a, it's a journal as well. Um, exactly. That covers um, whiskey on the more affordable side. So we're not going to be, you know, it, I think that's what I enjoyed the most. I think you're, yeah, uh, sure. you do that great. And uh, March uh, Madness is coming up where, uh, oh, yeah. where Eric does the um, matchup between the... Love it. More affordable the, the bottoms, the bottom shelf yeah. bourbons. Yes, 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 indeed. yes. Um, I uh, I bit my tongue as I was trying to say that. <laughs> bottom shelf bourbon brackets. Um, I do that every March during March Madness. Um, I I do certainly. I'm more than happy to to uh, to go ahead and and review things that are that are more expensive. Um, I just have to be able to afford them. Um, and yeah. Yeah. and so like September when it's my birthday, I I will you will probably see something um, from Four Roses that's a limited edition small batch that may or may not be reviewed um, very, very soon. Excellent. Um, possibly even even already done by the time this, this comes out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, things like that. Yeah, I, I, I have no problem doing that. Um, but I do try to stick to the things that are a little bit more affordable. I think that's what people seem to like about it. Mm -hmm. So everyone's everyone gets, it seems, gets samples of the expensive stuff. But you don't see the, the, the Evan Williams and the the uh, you know Jim Beams of the world quite as often. Oh, that's awesome! All right. well, thanks, Eric. Thanks, Eric. Thanks. Always awesome. good to have you on. Always I good to chat. I had a blast. Good. Let's Same do it again here. soon, then. Of course, anytime you want. All right. Excellent. All right. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers.